0: Listen, man. If you don't shoot, you won't kill it. Look here, Tom. It's like this. I just kill bug Bill, we fucked up. <laughs> fucked
1: up bad. Tell me something encouraging. Say you're not supposed to leave elk to find elk, and could that not be any more
0: true in this situation? This podcast is brought to you by Right to Bear Arms, located in Alpine, California up trent and andrew for all your equipment ammo and firearm needs the guys at write to bear are the best that san diego has to offer and can line you up for success at the range or smashing that buck of a lifetime it has been almost three months since we have recorded yep it's been a while it has been a while there's been a lot of things that have happened uh to me personally um And we've had some changes that have happened with the podcast. we got to cover some housekeeping stuff before we dive into this one. So let's just dive into it. The elephant in the room, and I'm sure if you guys pay attention to any of our social media or know the guys that we run around with, it's gotten around. Um, Brian has stepped away from the podcast. Nothing personal, nothing bad. Dude's still a good friend. Matter of fact, my number one deer spot I share with that dickhole. So <laughs> even if it was bad, <laughs> I'd still be seeing him, but it's not. So he has stepped away. He uh has a brand new career, his family, two kids, and he loves the hunt. And he also loved this podcast, but all of that combined takes up way too much or way too much time. Yep. And obviously the podcast had to go. So I don't blame him. No. It is what it is. It's part of the deal. And hey man, we both sat down and talked about it and it was like i didn't even really want to continue this thing just with what i had going on and and um for a while there we actually thought we were going to kill the podcast
1: yeah i feel like it goes you know we go through periods where it's just dead for a while yeah which i think with anything
0: yeah it's just it's just fucking hard it's work it is it's extremely hard to but we love it continue doing it yeah i do i and that's like that's what i told brian it was funny too because he was like what are you gonna do i'm like well Even if I don't continue podcasting for R2R, like I think at some point I probably would podcast again. Yeah. I I love podcasting. It's extremely hard and and it ain't easy, but there's like something fundamentally about it that I enjoy. And I still can't like wrap my head around it other than just conversating. Like I don't think there's anything other than just conversating with people that I enjoy about podcasting. Yeah. I mean, it's just a guess
1: we have. Exactly. Stuff we learn from people.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, to cover some more stuff, um, we have a couple new shirt designs coming out. We're going to be putting out some new shirts here pretty quick. I got them on order. I don't know when exactly I'm going to get them, but it should be sooner rather than later. Um, My buddy Brett, he's all into making knives, and we have designed a Skinner that I have on order through him, and I'm going to have a bunch of those made up. So those are going to be available. They're super sick, and when we get them in hand, we'll start posting pictures and letting everybody know. Probably have a few of them go to giveaways, just free giveaways, and and get it out there. Not only that, we got some patch hats coming, so hats with patches on them with our new logo with the D15, D16, and uh, D19 units on them with the original R2R Mm -hmm. So those are coming. And what we're going to try and do is make a
1: online store so we can have all this stuff in one place,
0: just one place. It's way easier. It's a pain in the ass. Like me and Brian, that was one of the things that wore us down quite a bit was that the, the whole merch shit, like it seems simple, but it's, it's really not, it's a pain in the ass. And like when you're working all day and you come home and then you got to get shirts out or get hats out or get, you know what I mean? You got to take them to the fucking post service, postal service, And it's just a pain in the ass and you don't want to do it. So we're going to try to do a store, um, get it all in one spot and and kind of have it hands free and go from there. And then uh, last but not least, Ryan is now in charge of the Instagram. So if you guys reach out to us via R2R, Ryan's the guy. I'm the guy. Yeah. Ryan is the guy. So that being said, guys, that was all of our housekeeping stuff. You know, we're pumped to be back at it and we got a new th- couple things changing outside or like on the actual intro to the podcast. We're gonna try to change things up. You know, we if you've paid attention to the podcast for you know two, two and a half years, you've noticed that over the year or over the time that the podcast intro has actually changed. So we're gonna end up changing that out again. But um God, that was long long winded, man. Yeah, well we had a lot of Shit. stuff to cover. Let me catch my breath. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> So our, uh, I thought
2: I was getting work when you said Ryan. I was like, oh, yeah. i gotta, like, oh, I gotta, shit. This podcast right now is
0: 50% Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it is. There, <laughs> yeah. There's four of us and there's two Ryans. Well, either way, it's 50% mm-hmm. Ryan. Well, I mean, technically. 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 Nowadays. So, that being said, we got Travis and Ryan from Deadhead Archery on here. If you guys are on YouTube and, and you like watching hunting shit, I'm sure their stuff has come across your feed. Travis, Ryan.
3: Yeah man, That's
0: happy welcome. to be here.
2: Yeah, thanks yeah. for having
0: us. Yeah, no problem. You know, we uh, we're pumped. I know this is before we actually me and Brian or Brian walked away. We had actually all talked. Yeah, well, me and Travis have, and yeah. it was like, oh, let's get you on, and it was all lining up. And then my fucking back blows out, and all the shit happens to me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. And then you know, Brian walking away and. That being said, it kind of got postponed, but you guys are the first one back on track to get this going.
3: Right on, right on. Awesome. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, no yeah. problem. So, mm-hmm. listen, tell the listeners about your uh, channel. Let's start with that.
3: Well, we try to try to basically do the stuff that you don't really see on YouTube right now. It, and as far as the archery goes, you know, there's there's not a lot of premier quality archery content out there. Right. Um, and it just kind of happen organically between uh, Ryan and myself <laughs> meeting at the archery shop um, through my dad and then we just started getting to talking about the different stuff we want to do and, and I don't know which one of us had mentioned the YouTube thing um, but it just kind of like sparked the interest in the other and, and like yeah man we, you know it sounds like something that would be fun to do. Um, Ryan has the know-how for all the camera work, the editing, all the videoing you know all that stuff. he's got all the equipment. Uh, and, and I come, I mean, I don't want to say expertise cause it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but, right. um, you know, I come with, with the knowledge of, you know, the, the archery background. So I got, I got a lot, you know, that <clears throat> I would like to offer obviously to the channel. Um, and then stuff that I always look for on YouTube, you know, depending on the season or the type of year, you know, you kind of get interested in different things you yeah. know, and you want to see something, uh, and, you know, you go to type it in the search bar and there's nothing there or there's there's something something similar to that, but it's filmed on someone's iPhone, you know. Right. So I've been I've been storing up a lot of cool ideas and concepts of stuff that I would like to do. Right. He um, thinks they're cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> They're cool. You know, they're um, cool. But I, I just have no way of of getting that and conveying that, you know, onto YouTube or on any kind of platform. Right. Then, you know, in comes Ryan and you know, he kind of helped me facilitate that with, right. with what he has to offer. So,
2: yeah, I guess you could say like Travis is the, you know, he grew up hunting his dad, uh, you know, owns a, owns a bow shop obviously here in town with Willow Creek. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was just, I was a customer of Brett's, you know, f- uh, five years ago when I got into hunting, I wanted to get into bow hunting. Uh, I didn't really have too much interest in, in rifle hunting at the time. So, um, you know, I, I got on a hunt and, uh, Brett was, you know, was telling me about his son, Travis. And so we kind of met, started talking and we had already done like a 3d match or two together at that point, you know, kind of been paired together, but, um, he's like, Hey, let's, you want to do a YouTube channel. And I grew up, uh, you know, really into like film and photography and all that stuff. And, um, you know, some of my background even is, is in, uh, you know, the, the video production, you know, kind of field. So, um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's make some cool, like, you know, good archery content. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not really into any. You know, just like going out and, and pointing a camera around. Right, like, right. that doesn't excite me. Um, you know, I want to, I want to like show the shot. You know, get cool angles. Right. Like, get good lighting. Like, just mm-hmm. production value, dude. You know? It it, so.
0: it shows in your videos. But and, you
2: know. and I still think I suck. You know, so like wow. I'm, I'm not like, uh, <laughs> like like Travis said, trying to to my or call myself <laughs> an expert. But like, uh, I I want to get better with each video that we
0: make. Well, um, dude.
3: So. Yeah. And th- our first couple of videos sucked. I mean, I'm like embarrassed to look at them. Right. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't, the old lady rolled up. She ain't coming. Ah, oh, the <laughs> fucking front door is not unlocked. She'll walk through. No, but dude, don't even be embarrassed of them though. You can't be embarrassed of them. If you go back and you look at like the first podcast that fucking me and Patrick put out, Jesus Christ. yeah, <laughs> They're literally on that kitchen table in there with the fucking center mic and they, Hey, the front's not unlocked. You got to come through here. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's like, it, they were, they were trash. Yeah, but you do just generally you will get better at every episode you put out. Yeah,
3: I mean you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So you yeah. know, every, everybody has a beginning. You know, and and at at times I I kind of look back at those videos and see all the things that we learned from that video. Right. And then you know we we apply that to the next one, and then you can see on the next one what you know we you know what you learned and then apply it and just oh, yeah. you just you know keep snowballing it until for sure. Like, our last couple of videos, they're they're actually, like, you know, hey, these are actually, like, really cool. Like, as far as, as the content that they're showing is, like, top-notch compared to 95% of, you know, the same type of stuff that's out there. Oh, right yeah.
0: Now. Yeah, I was going to tell you guys. I was actually going to say, like... And that's, that's what we're going with. That's it's like, that,
3: that was the whole point of like doing what we're doing is that we're not trying to just film something to film it, you know? And we, we had agreed in the beginning, like, Hey, if this ever gets to a point where you we're feeling like, you know, Hey, all right, we got to go out and do another video. You yeah. Know? Like,
2: like it's like work, you know, like, cause right. I mean, we both work full time. This isn't our full-time gig, obviously. So right. it's like, this is a, for me, it's like a creative outlet, you know, mm-hmm. something, it's fun, something that I enjoy. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, like, I'm so sick of like watching archery content online, and you don't see the arrow fly. You don't see the shot. Like you're just like you
3: don't see the impact. Yeah, you're just watching a guy like
2: pull a bow back and shoot, and you're like, oh cool, where'd it go? Like was that an accurate shot? Well, who knows? Because I couldn't freaking see it. Well, dude, that's why I'm
0: saying like your guys's channel is just starting out, but it's leaps and bounds ahead of most of them that are out there. Appreciate that. When you (laughs) actually look at when I'm I'm serious, like when you watch videos on YouTube and you go like, hey. You know, you're watching like, oh, that was cool. They may have a badass camera, but it's still shitty. Like, it, they're not like, how do I say it? No, man? no, it's I, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, you know, it's it's still cool, and I still watch it. Yeah, but you know, like your guys' videos are put together. The video production side of things are are top notch, in my opinion. And I feel as if like to get quality of that scale or close to that scale, like you're looking at a TV production. Like if you watch like Night Crew on U- on YouTube, like yeah. predator hunting and shit, yeah. dude, that's like the same shit. Like you guys got good quality gear, your camera's legit, you know how to run the camera, and it's always there. Like when you guys were out pig hunting, uh, you know what I mean?
2: Like yeah, no, I, I that's what we're, we're what we're going for, and it's cool to hear you know someone else say that, and not just us. It Thank doesn't go know. unnoticed. So, believe me, man. Yeah. Like
0: when individuals watch your channel, they look at they're looking at that, and they know it's good quality you Travis you're good in front of the camera yeah you're you're not awkward you know like some people go through that awkward phase and it it still to me is kind of real awkward to be in front of a camera yeah it just is and and it's really weird and it's kind of like podcasting some people get on this thing and fucking clam up yeah and yeah that's why it's always like hey do you want some beers (laughs) you know they'll drink three beers and then all of a sudden it's whatever you know
3: (laughs) it it was it was weird at first but I got over it quick, but what was weird and awkward, uh, this last Sunday, there was a shoot and and he couldn't go, so I have a GoPro, the new GoPro 10, that Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I got this thing for a reason, might as well take it out and use it, you know, it's you're not going to get the same quality as you would with, you know, a bigger camera with a longer lens and stuff like that, but it'll be more of a vlog style video, uh, just to kind of feel it out and see how it went, and... And the first probably half of the day, I felt like an idiot walking around talking to the camera, (laughs) holding it out two feet out in front of me, you know, and everyone's looking at me. I I still feel
2: like that too. Every time I'm walking around with the camera, you know, it's like because sometimes I'll have a bigger lens on, you know, and it's like. Oh, look, who's this dork over here? You know, like walking around the, uh, the 3d shoot with a camera pointing it at people and wanting them to talk. Well, well yeah. hold on, dude. It, it, listen, <laughs>
0: what, what's more of a dork, someone like that or the dude wearing like full Sitka gear with a fucking 70 pound pack, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? All their yeah. goddamn camping equipment in the back yeah. of their packs For and they're sure. shooting these fucking 3d they got, shoots. They got,
2: they got a dozen arrows yeah. sticking out of their backpack. You I know? mean,
0: I, I, mean, I'm not hating on them, whatever to yeah. each their own and everyone do their own thing. But like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You can't give a shit what people think for dude. sure yeah. you know i mean it's almost coming to a point where you almost got to like self-promote yourself anyways like when people look at you and you notice they look at you like yeah. hey what's up dude yep. I'm, I'm ryan from deadhead archery yeah. you know i got a youtube channel i mean that they're gonna check you out we're, we're getting better at it a little more comfortable with it um
2: but yeah i mean it's like it's one of those things i think it's you got to do it enough and consistently mm-hmm. just like the podcast yeah. i'm sure to like have that be your comfort zone yeah you know? yeah.
3: that's what i do now when i when if if i ever got the camera and i'm out and someone's looking at me i'll just immediately look at them but yeah i'm filming youtube filming a youtube video oh you know?
0: yeah no it, like, yeah you, it, yeah for sure yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm
3: not some crazy guy out here just talking Dude, to nobody it, yeah
0: it's cool man i i truly like your guys's videos your guys's cool. content is super cool it, it it's clean and it's well put together yeah. And just keep it up. And like you said, you know, I mean, I, I like it. You guys probably see flaws in it left and right, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah trust super, me. We're super, super picky with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean.
2: Every time after I post something, I, I text him or I call Travis and I'm like, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it, dude. It's, it we, sucks. We actually, and he's like,
3: no, it's pretty, dude, it's good. I'm we like, took what? down our pig hunt video. The first. Did you? Yeah. After the first day we took it down cause we didn't like it and we, he, he redid it and No Cut shit? some things out and, and reposted it. Yeah. No yeah. Shit.
2: Which is probably why it has a, It's like. And we could talk about the YouTube algorithm for the oh, like whole oh, thing. God, but it's like, dude. I think YouTube penalized us for uh, uploading something and then deleting it within 24 hours or whatever. Probably in renaming it or, oh, yeah, or like had a different. It was a whole new upload. So yeah. it's like, and it got like no, It's like our least viewed video now yeah. or something. Yeah, it took hunt, me the sorry. most time yeah. to do it. And it's like the least viewed yeah. video. So it's just, I mean, that's like frustrating too when you spend. Uh, you know, 18 hours or something editing a 22-minute video. Mm -hmm. And it gets, like, 600 views in a a month or whatever it has.
0: Well, it's insane. Like, YouTube, that's why, like, uh, how do I say it? Dude, YouTube's hard. Flat out, it's hard. It is. And and this is the problem. This is the problem with fucking YouTube. It doesn't make sense. It It makes absolutely no sense, okay? makes no sense. And the only thing that can guarantee you fucking views is...
3: I know what you're going to say. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean? we,
2: we all we all know what it is. What people, you know, will click on.
0: Dude, it's just all clickbait.
2: It's clickbait. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's all it, it is. It's clickbait set central. Like if you don't have a you know, a clickbaity uh, thumbnail, you're pretty much going to lose 90% of, you know,
0: interest right away. Dude, you want to know it's fucking big on YouTube. And I like I'm into aviation. I think I've talked about it a handful of times. There's these there's these fucking kids that got smart, okay? And they're probably in their 20s. And I'm going to do a little shameless plug. It's called LA Flights. Okay? They go and they fucking live stream airplanes, commercial airplanes, coming into LAX. Motherfuckers got like 150,000 subscribers and they've been on for like four months. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, people get on every day and watch planes land, dude. And they talk, oh, this is a Boeing 737 coming (laughs) in from Honolulu. It's coming in hot. You know, and then they got like, oh, this is a Singapore Heavy. It's like... The the big Boeing 777, you know, and like a ton of train watcher videos. Yeah, Yeah. dude.
2: (laughs) The excited train guy. Have you seen the excited (laughs) train guy where he's like so stoked on the
0: train? Oh, my gosh. It's crazy, man. It's awesome. And and like it just blows my mind how like certain things. For sure. Will go through the roof. You know, Let's Dig 18 is another YouTube channel. Guy just digs dirt, moves dirt around. He has a fucking mini X and a dozer. Yeah. Pushes dirt. And what that is, I think is, I mean, obviously there's a lot of construction guys out there that are like into it. I'm into that shit. Yeah, but it's just YouTube fucking weird.
2: Yeah, YouTube is uh, like it's interesting in the fact too that like you can get you can get so lost in the content on YouTube. Like you'll find shit like like digging dirt, like you said, and you'll like you'll be like six videos in. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, where'd the last hour go? Yeah,
0: you know, dude. I've spent more time on YouTube than I do. uh, We have like a two hundred and fifty dollar cable bill a month. Yeah, (laughs) I don't even watch. I watch Fox News. Yeah. (laughs) Discovery Channel one like on Tuesday to watch Deadliest Catcher Gold Rush. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. You know, and we've got like a thousand channels,
2: dude. All I watch on, on cable TV is, is when the hockey games are on. That's, yeah. it. that's I, it. That's it. That's
0: all I watch. It's it's crazy. But listen, we're pumped on your channel. I dig it. Yeah. Ryan digs it. You know, appreciate I mean, it. You guys are that. growing in subscriptions every yeah. every day. I'm sure you guys are getting more and more. It's
3: it's kinda stalled out in the last probably what month?
2: Yeah, we've only had a, like a few videos that we've uploaded in the last month, so it's it's slowed down. But you know, we're still getting like probably I don't know in the last month we still got I think I looked at like 120 or something. Yeah, but yeah. Last but, but like you said, like with the plane guys,
0: like they're probably getting uh, 100 thousand in two months. Dude, you know? I'm like, telling you, it's like it, damn it. it. Well, you know, obviously there's probably more interest in aviation than for sure. Hunting, yeah, you know what I mean. We're, so, we're in a
2: very niche market for sure, and we understand that. But you, the, know? you know,
0: the target shot, like the target. Like uh, I'm sorry. Tar- I'm sorry. The target shoots; those are big. Oh yeah. Like those are huge. Go, go to TAC. Yeah. Throw it down. Yeah. You know what we, I mean?
3: Yeah. I mean, we we've talked about that. We want to do something like that in the in the near future. Yeah. Um. Obviously not this year because TAC's already going right now mm-hmm. in all the different places, but maybe next year. Yeah. You know, we'll set some time aside and go yep. do you know go do the the Utah one. Yeah, that for one, sure. I've always you know and like that's something too. You know, you, you go type in on YouTube, you know, TAC whatever you know, whatever location you want to look at. And and they're just crappy videos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like where most
2: of the, like, most of my kind of despise of, like, just showing a guy pulling back a bow at the spot where he's shooting from, but, like, never showing the freaking arrow hitting the target. Like, it's like there's so much more you could show in the shot process than just the dude pulling back and letting go. Yeah, there's there's no cinematic value to
3: anything.
0: I I want to see, when I watch archery shoots, I want to see the shot. Like, I I want to see the actual target. You know what I mean? Yeah. The shooter and then the shot. For sure. That's what I want to see. Yeah. and i want to see the arrow yeah you and know
2: if, and if you can get that like on a hunt especially like if you're mm-hmm. on if you're on a mule deer hunt or something if you can get like that perfect shot perfect timing like well yeah that's a sick shot you'll watch that hunting video over and over again well, dude, you know? well
3: unless it's our hunt video <laughs> <laughs> we got we had two of those shots on our <laughs> video and we got like no views yeah well, all right yeah.
0: you know but yeah. if you look at like a high quality production hunting video a dude yeah. out bow hunt like if you were to watch like an under armor cam haynes video yeah yeah you see every shot oh yeah you see yeah. him he he default. I don't even know if that's like defocused, what's that fucking word, but like he's no longer in focus. Yeah. And yep. then all of a sudden you see the arrow or like you see the animal and then you just see the arrow and they slow it down and you see the revolutions and that's sick. Yeah. Like and you guys can do that with yeah. the shit you have. Like if you yep. slow it down, you'll see that. So yeah. I I I see what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. And and just trying to
2: get better with every video too. Like, you I, will. like I said, like it's uh I hate every single one of them after I post it. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I could have done this, this, but in yeah. and, and a lot of the things I don't know how to do yet either. You know? Right. So I'm like YouTube instructional videos on camera stuff. Every yeah. time I make a video still, Dude, so. you, sh-
0: you might want to talk to, uh, my buddy, Patrick, he's, like, huge into YouTube. Or not, huge into, like, videography. Yeah, He's, like, super good with a camera. He I love like it. I could nerd out shit. with him for yeah. sure. Yeah, so. he's, he's wild with a camera. He can do it all.
3: Yeah, was funny, he, Ryan will pick apart his edits, and I'll pick apart my form. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> on, on camera, I'll look at how I'm shooting. I'm like, God, that, that shot looked horrible. Dude. That break was horrible. Well,
2: Travis is, like, a. I mean, he's, like, a target archer as mm-hmm. well as a hunter. You yeah. Know? So, it's, like, it was, it was kind of cool when I started, you know, when I met Travis because I knew he was you know, good at, uh, you know, at the 3ds and stuff cause I had mm-hmm. seen him, but I didn't realize that he was like competing in, uh, you know, some of these competitions, like the, he was at the Vegas shoot and, uh, you know, doing like indoor stuff mixed with 3d stuff as yeah. well as hunting, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool that uh, we have a lot of ideas to, you know, moving forward to capture a lot more do, of what, what Travis is doing. I like,
3: suck at indoor though. I don't do it
0: enough. You should do like super detailed education, yeah, educational and, shots. Yeah. Or like and that's, on, that's on the, chip. uh.
2: The docket, I guess you could say as well, as do yeah. more instructional type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, we want to so. do
3: um, like a review thing, like like a either a weekly or a bi, bi-weekly type review yeah. um, portion of the channel mm-hmm. that we do. it, it Keep it contained with like two to four minutes or three to five yeah. minutes, something like that. Sure. Something that pertains to archery or pertains to something about archery hunting or that you would need like in your pack or on your bow or, right. you know, gear that we've come across over the years that, you know, has really helped us. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. Whether it's just hunting or shooting 3D or whatever,
0: dude. It, when you made that video of your 2022 bow of the PSE you just got, yeah, the one you built at the shop, yeah, yep. And then you shot it through paper, and you're like, "Fuck, two of them shot like knock right." Yeah, I think it was knock right. Yeah, something like that. And you're like, "Oh, we gotta shim it." And then you showed you shimming it like that. Is that because there's a lot of people that tinker on their own bows? Yeah, they tinker on that bow you just got, and they're like, "Fuck, man!" Like, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, if they're tinkering on their bow, they already know what they need to do, yeah. right? If, but,
3: if anyone's listening out there, and you got a newer PSE, and you're getting left or right tears out of the box, sorry to say, but you got shim to shim the thing.
0: Yeah, it's got to be shimmed, and you shimmed it, it with a you you it shimmed sucks. it with a thin shim, to one thin yeah. shim, yeah. but it, fixes it, and it, it fixes, fixes it. it fixes it right away, yeah. instantly. Yeah. It doesn't take it in. much. Yeah. yeah,
3: but that's the that's the one thing that I if i could complain about a psc it's that is that the only way to mess with your cams and then move them over you got to put it in the bow press right. take it apart shim the cam you know move one shim over to the other side and then put it all back together right. and it's it's painstaking but yeah. you,
0: because you you're running like a new evo 33 or something right yeah
3: the, yeah. The, yeah the xf 33 we both got one of those yeah
0: and you you guys dig them
3: yeah oh
2: yeah yeah, nice yeah it's a, it's a i mean that's a performance cam it's it's a fast well, it's I a have, fast bow so what,
3: what you have the, the e2 cam right Oh, I've asked you. Okay. We're both yep. running S2. Yeah, so yeah. it's a, it's a little bit more aggressive, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, it only took me a week of shooting it to it felt good, it felt it. normal again. Right, that's you what know?
0: you said in the video. You're like, ah, oh, it feels different, but give me a week.
3: I even told my dad, like, hey, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to shoot this thing. Right, you know, it was. It, it felt that different. Really, than the it, it cam, did feel
2: it, a lot different than the than the last evolve cam. The from evolve last yeah, year. the
3: evolve cam is is really round, so it's mm-hmm. a really smooth draw cycle. With that S2, it's it's super oval and it's got that peak on it. So once it breaks and it it really wants to yeah wants to go, know, yeah bow you're down.
2: you're kind of coming back like you're kind of coming back like oh, that. Shit. But, a lot of bows. Well you lot get front shake. You get used to it yeah. and. Uh, you know, you kind of know like where you can start, kind of letting off with the, with your energy pulling it back. You yeah, know?
0: yeah. So well, it's it it's enough. smooth
2: mm-hmm. once you start shooting it, but mm-hmm, coming yeah. from last year's evolve, it's it's definitely a lot different.
0: Every time I shoot a Hoyt, like a, like that RX seven, I was like, God damn, dude! Like, <laughs> but it's because you don't you don't shoot these bows all the time. Yeah. You know, it's like you're gonna pick up these bows, and it's so weird because uh, it's so weird that you're like, oh, you want to pick that bow up the first time, and you want it to feel good. Right, like the first time you always want it to feel you but know it, what I mean, it won't. It, it, won't, won't. It, it never does. Even if it's the same cam system,
3: it's still, you know, the grip's gonna be different, the riser's gonna be different, something something's gonna feel funky, right. you know, and it's it always is. Yeah. And you gotta you gotta put a couple hundred shots through it for you to feel you know, for it to feel normal. Right. You know? No, know,
0: I, I agree. When you pick up a bow, like I've I've always fall, fallen into that trap, right, of being like, I need that bow to feel good right when I pick it up. Yeah. But it never does. Yeah. ever does, you know. I do. I will tell you this: when I switched from my Rain Seven to my Realm X, it felt good. But the reason why it felt good was, it was because it, that Rain Seven had that like oval handle. It didn't have that flat back. Yeah, you know. And when I pick, I always liked like the Matthews, like the Triax have it flat. You know, like my buddy shoots Matthews, and and I always thought like that flat handle, that flat back was always great. So when I picked up that that Realm X, mine. And I had that, I was like, oh, this thing feels good. And then when I was shooting it, it was a little weird, but I just knew that, like, oh, it felt good in my hand, so I could shoot this, right? Yeah,
3: I, I used to always shim my handles, so I would get, um, like, just regular window door shims, yeah. you know, the wood ones, mm-hmm. cut them down, get them to where the thickness was right that felt good, you know, and then I would just tape it onto my handle. Oh, so really? So get a little bit, little bit of a higher wrist mm-hmm. instead of, you know, holding the bow like that and yeah. you cock your wrist up high, it, you know, it's not as comfortable. Yeah. And then... It, Putting that little bit of shim there, you know, flattens out your wrist a little bit a little bit more comfortable. Less fatigue. It just, it comes off the hand a little bit easier for me. Yeah, it makes sense. It it wants to, instead of getting any of that left or right torque when Mm -hmm. you shoot, it wants to, you know, push forward. Mm -hmm. Because you're not, you're not really grip or or torquing your wrist at all. Right. You kind of have a much more relaxed grip. You know, it it, it helps, makes it easier to relax. Put it that way. It makes it easier for you to... To relax everything from like the top of your hand to your forearm right you know and, and really just like lock in your skeletal structure and you know make some
0: them, of make those dudes like it. that high wrist shit though yeah. they like like it that's how they like they like lock in with it you know i don't know people that. people I'm not do really, really weird things see with, i uh, yeah. with archery yeah. Our- <laughs> yeah it's crazy and you you there's always like proper technique but no, some people not. well no, no i'm not. just saying like the, you you talk to like three different coaches and they're going to tell you a way to do it for sure you know but then like you have your way and that's what's comfortable and if you're accurate yep then that's the way you need to shoot and
2: and you'll find too like i mean even with myself when uh you know you develop bad habits really fast from the beginning and it's Mm. like your way might feel great to you and comfortable to you but it's like completely not the best way to do it you know and it's like oh well i've just i've been shooting like this for for three years or five years or ten years whatever it is and it's like just hard to break those habits to to try to correct it at that point, you know, yeah, so you just go is. back to it, but like, you know, like <laughs> when I started doing a lot of the video stuff, like at the beginning of the year with, with Travis, you know, he's like looking at some of my form and my equipment. <laughs>
3: I picked him apart. Uh, he's
2: just like picking me apart, you know, and I'm like, uh, you know, now I'm shooting, like, I'm trying to get used to a hinge release now. And I've always shot, uh, either a wrist or a, or a thumb, thumb released and, uh, you know, he's making me shim my handles, so it's like there's so many little things that uh, that right. go into it um, that we could cover and we want to cover on the channel too moving forward. So, is that what right. you shoot,
1: Travis? Is a hinge release? Yeah, yeah, oh, nice. That.
3: Yeah, I've shot. Uh, which I mean, it is the long story behind it. Um, I've been shooting and hunting with a hinge for probably the last I want to say five five or six years. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, I had a bout of. Target panic, that <clears throat> progressively got worse over the years. That um, I pretty much was ready to call it quits in archery. Really, you know, really? It, I, I was not having any fun with what
1: all. with a wrist wrap or with no,
3: just and shoot. So I started. I first shot a bow. It was just was,
2: in general, right? Like well, it just
3: it would just develop. It developed. I mean, it's it's like having a you know case of the yips when you're golfing. Um, right. It, it developed over time. So I started shooting uh, when I was four. Uh, shot my first pig at 9 um let's say when I started hunting uh and it, it, it's always been like you know shooting as a cub you know you're so close to the target when you're shooting like at a 3D that i would want to shoot the thing and then run up and see my arrow so i could see what score i got you know i was mm-hmm. just like so you're so success oriented you know yeah. and result oriented that you just you want to speed up that process so you know i first started shooting non sight fingers you know, way back in the, in the 90s, early 90s, yeah. and uh, I would, I would, like, pull back, aim on the target, and, and, like, almost snap shoot, just want to get back and just let it go, you know, so, because, because being a Cub, you're the last one to shoot, so as soon as you're done, you go up and call the scores and, and pull the arrows. Right. So, I wanted to pull back, let it go, and get up there, you know, haul ass and beat everyone to the target and see what I got, Right. You know? just because I'm, I'm so excited that I hit the target, you know, and yeah, I, yeah. I want to go see it, so, over time, it just, it got, it got to the point where I'm shooting faster and faster. And then it developed to now my brain won't even let me get my pin on the target. So my I'm literally stuck anywhere from six inches off the spot to like two feet off the spot. And the closer I could get to the spot meant I was shooting a lot more. So the more and more I shot, the closer I could get to the spot, but I could not get my pin on there. So I would literally have to hold my, hold my pin off of the spot and as I shoot, I gotta jerk the bow over right. to the spot to get it to hit. Right. So it, it, when I wouldn't shoot a lot, I would you know be stuck two feet off the target, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to hit anything. And uh, it it got to the point where I'm like, okay, you know, I gotta go ahead and I gotta fix this. So. I would do a lot of research, I would, you know, watch YouTube videos, I would read books, do all kinds of stuff, Mm -hmm. sit in the garage, shoot three, four yards, blank bail, Um, you know, all the stuff that everybody always said to do to get rid of it, spend two weeks to two months, you know, working on it and start to get a little bit of progression, um, but not really a lot. And someone's like, hey, let's go do a 3D or, hey, let's go hunt, you know. And so, oh, hell yeah, you know, I'm going to go do that. So you, you go do that and boom, all of a sudden you're back to square one again. You know, you regress yeah. You regress by the first target, you know, you go back to your old habits. There's no – I mean, you just can't break it. So
1: what age did you start getting that target um, panic? Because you've been shooting forever.
3: Uh, I want to say probably 11 or 12. It was starting to – I was starting to, like, snap shoot okay. and be off the target. And then, you know, going through my early teens, the late teens, it was – you know, it was a lot more pronounced, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, a foot off the target. And, I mean, my scores can reflect that. You can you can look at at some places that, that they keep the scores online uh, and just look at my scores from, you know, 2014 to 2016, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm See, like, bottom of the pack.
1: You would say there's a period of your life where you just had target panic in general? Because yeah. I feel like with me, it, it kind of comes and goes. Like, oh, I'll yeah, go no, through periods I, where I have it and periods where I'm shooting fine.
3: Yeah, no, I, I had it it was always there but it was it was either it was severe or it was minimal there there was no in between so it was either i could i could manage it really well or Mm -hmm. i couldn't and it all came to a head when i was hunting in arizona and mind you for like the last four years at this point i wasn't even buying a deer tag because i said what's the point you know i can i can hardly hit anything as it is, what makes it what makes me believe I'm going to be able to hit a deer at 60, 70 yards. You know, I can barely hit anything at 30 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's hard to come by a deer in Arizona that close. So I would only just get the Haveling attack. Cause I sneak up pretty close to pigs, you know, and, and even doing that, I still would make horrible shots, but still get the pigs, you know, mm-hmm. and, and hate I hate my shot, but you know, I say, well, I got, you know, got meat in the freezer. Yeah. And skull still in the wanted to get outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, still hunting. um, it was it was one day, we, there was this javelina, he was on the other side of this canyon, just facing the other way, 45 yards, easy shot, you know, nowadays, easy shot, and I, I missed the thing by like two feet, and I'm like, son of oh, a really? bitch. Oh, really? Yeah, son of a bitch, you know, so I'm like, whatever, you know, it's, I'm used to it, you know, it's par for the course, and uh, next day rolls around, get up on another javelina, just a, a lone javelina, and, and get him into like this little thicket, <clears throat> some other people go around the backside, and I'm kind of staying out in the front, I'm like, yeah, I'll let them go after it, you know, I don't care you know i've shot like six pigs but it's like i'm not, these people haven't got one i don't really care if i get one you know I'm, I'm probably not even gonna hit it anyways and uh this thing comes out at like 25 yards broadside sun in his face doesn't even know i'm standing there you know and i'm just standing there not thinking anything you know it's gonna happen i got an arrow knocked just in case and shit all of a sudden this thing walks out and stops in front of me doesn't even know i'm there <laughs> right. looking the other way pull back try to get you know to my split my 20 and 30 yard pin and and I do, I shoot and I just pluck my arm up so bad because I'm, I'm stuck. Like I'm stuck in front of his face, you know? And and, mm-hmm. I, and as I shoot, I try to throw my bow over to try to, you know, get my pin on this thing and miss him like over a foot over his back. And, uh.
2: But that was like your, that was like the process it. at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, you no, knew you were going to have panic. So you would like, I, yeah, you would aim way off the spot. No,
3: that's just as close as I could get it. Yeah. Um, which. Rewind back a, a couple of years, I was hunting on to and I had the guide actually pull the trigger on my release for me so I could shoot. Cause I, the thing was, it was such a mental block that I could pull back. I could keep my finger off the trigger. I was shooting a, a caliper style trigger. Yeah. Keep my finger off the trigger and I can hold that pin on the spot. All and it'd long. be dead nuts. Yeah. But once I did like lifting my finger up to go set it on the trigger, mm-hmm. I had to get it off because I'd be too tense. I could ah. not, I could not do it. So I had to get the pin off, set my finger on the trigger and then come back and get stuck off the top off the target and then shoot and jerk my damn arm. so yeah. we it happened at Tahoe and I got within like twenty five yards of a pig. I pulled back and I'm like shit I can't do this you know and I had Steven the guide was with me and I'm like hey you want to help me shoot this pig? He's like what are you talking about? I'm like, I need you to pull the trigger for me. <laughs> like, you can't do it. I was like I, my, my pin's not close enough to this thing. You know, I'm not gonna hit it or I'm gonna wound it. And he's all well sure, you know I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pull back. I'm gonna let you know when the when the pin's on there and I'll let you know when it's okay to shoot. I was like but don't tell me when you're gonna do it. You know, don't, don't let me know when you're going to do it because that'll get in my head and it'll be another metal block. So I pull back, get the pin on there. Like, All right, I'm ready whenever you are. You know, just don't tell me. So I'm just holding the pin, holding the pin, holding it. All of a sudden the boat goes off. Oh. You know, perfect quarter away shot, double long. <laughs> thing runs like 20 yards and piles up. It rolls up. And yeah. it was like the story of the year for that guy because he thought that was the coolest thing.
1: He <laughs> tag too. Yeah, so, <laughs> Good.
3: so going back to the Havelina uh, thing, after that happened, there were still, like, I think two or three days left in the hunt. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I'm not hunting anymore. Uh, I said I said to myself, I go, either I'm going to quit archery completely because I'm not having any fun. And I hadn't had fun for, like, five or six years. It, it was miserable for me. I, d- I didn't put in for any tags in California. Mm-hmm. because I didn't put in for any elk, any sheep, any antelope, n- nothing, you know. Cause I, I didn't want to waste my time I didn't want to waste my money you know because I knew oh shit if I get this tag this once in a lifetime tag I'm gonna blow it because I'm not gonna be able to hit anything mm-hmm. you know yeah. so I didn't put in for anything so I didn't hunt for the rest of that hunt went home I just I kind of hung everything up for a couple months I just wanted to kind of you know chill off just you know figure out what my next my next move was gonna be started doing some research uh watched some youtube videos <clears throat> bought a couple books some some old school shooting books you know basically like how to shoot 101, you know. Yeah, I knew I was gonna have to relearn it, and uh, I started shooting in the garage, uh, at the last place I was living at, at like three or four yards, just blank bailing it into a like. And it, a block. it took me. It was like a, one of those carpet bills. Uh, oh one yeah, of those big carpet bills. Yep. So and I had it on a little dolly, so I just wheeled it into the garage. Every day I would shoot, and it took me about three months before I finally got that perfect shot to go off, and like. You could tell when, when that shot released, it, that that shot broke, it's like it's like hitting a home run, you know, mm-hmm. you don't feel the ball off the bat. Yeah. You know, it's just that such that sweet feeling. You so know, you took the sight off your bow. No, I or left everything on there, but there's nothing to aim at. You know, I'm just right. I'm just like not really focusing on my sight, I'm just looking at the target. I'm okay. you know, looking at the bail. I don't really care where I'm hitting at this yeah. point. I'm just trying yeah. to get my i I'm just trying to get my release and my form down. And so after that happened, I'm like, Well shit, now I gotta figure out how to replicate that. So it took me a, a few more days to actually get that feeling every single time, you know, pulling through the shot, you know, not everything break naturally. And, uh, after, after that point, I'm all right, I got this three yards figured out, no target. Let me go in the backyard. And I had a, I had a bail set up in the backyard and I started shooting at 10 yards and it only took me like a couple of shots and I started feeling like that anxiousness coming back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, all right, I got to stop. So I, I just like stopped for the day and, The next day, I went back in the garage, and it took me a few days to shoot without having any anxiety. And I I just kept doing that, and I kept going back and forth from the garage to outside. And then when I was outside, I kept moving back further and further. And I didn't do any shoots. I didn't do any hunts that year. Um, It took me probably 9 to 10 months of doing this from back and forth in the garage of the backyard to at the range. I even went to the range and shot like two arrows one day and had to leave because I started feeling... That anxiousness coming right. back. And uh, it, it was a very, very <laughs> slow process because I had to learn how to shoot basically over, you know. And, yeah. and I knew I, I knew how to have proper form. I knew how to judge. I knew how to stalk. I knew how to do everything. It was just fixing the shot process was what was keeping me from being like an elite shooter, yeah. you know. And so that was kind of what, what upset me the most throughout this whole journey is because I knew – I, I knew five out of the six things and I could do it well. Mm-hmm. But the one most important thing, which was having proper form and having a, you know, a great executed shot, I was missing. Right. And I knew that that was what I was missing, which mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, upset me and kind of lit the fire under me to, all right, you know what, let's go ahead and fix this. And and I'm glad I did because ever since then, I've, I have so much fun shooting my bow. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always look forward to shooting my bow. I look forward to competing, going to events, going hunting, you know. And what sucks is, going to arizona with target panic never getting a deer tag i could sneak up on a deer i'd always find deer you know and and after i got rid of my target panic and decided to go back to arizona <laughs> they're all gone. i can never find a deer now to <laughs> yeah. save my life yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like i can i can kill something out to 90 if i have right to, right you know which i don't i don't want
0: no, to, but, I, can, I know what you mean but i could do
3: that so yeah. i'm like great you know i'll actually be able to get a shot at a deer now yeah <laughs> nope like the oh, last dude. four or five years you know of the times that i could go out at I just cannot either. I can't find them or I, I'm, you know, the closest I can get is 400 yards yeah. from them, you know, and then there's just no other way for me to get close. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's like a double-edged sword, but I'd, I'd much rather have the problem I have now than yeah. back in the day. Well, yeah. dude,
0: it seems like you've overcome quite a bit with target, with target panic. What was your old man saying, dude? Was he like pulling his?
3: No. No, he was just doing his own thing.
0: He didn't care. It wasn't like trying. He wasn't like. I don't Tierp. think. No,
3: he didn't because nobody knew I hated archery. Right. Nobody knew. I never would tell anybody. I would just not ever go hunting with him locally. Yeah. I would never go to the range because we go to the range every Sunday. to go yeah. shoot. I never went. I mean, once in a blue moon I would go, mm-hmm. you know, and it just said I was busy or, you know, I want right. to sleep in or whatever. I just, I honestly just didn't want to shoot.
0: Because of target panic. Because of
3: target, yeah, because it wasn't fun. You know, why why am I going go to go to a range and shoot targets where I'm not even going to hit the spot? But know, he, what's, yeah. what's the point? But
0: your dad knew you had target panic. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
3: He would. He tried. He he had a couple guys that he knew, that um, like friends friends of his that were kind of coaches or could coach people, and, and he had them come over to the house, you know, and they worked with me. But it was only like a couple a couple afternoons kind right. of thing, you know. Well, like, yeah, it was I mean, nothing ever like long term enough or serious enough to where you'd actually break it. Because a lot of guys talk to me because, you know, I've been I've been shooting for a long time, so I kind of have a pretty large circle of friends, yeah. in the hunting industry, and uh, a lot of them know that I overcame it and I beat it. So I'll get I'll get questioned a lot at the archery ranges. Like, hey man, I got target panic. You know what should I do? I go well. You if you if you're serious about getting rid of it, I shouldn't be seeing you out here for like six to nine months. Yeah, you know it sucks. It really sucks. Like if yeah. you want to not shoot, like, you're gonna have to not shoot for almost a year with anybody else if you really want to get rid of this.
0: Right. And uh, it it wasn't like a matter of it. it so it wasn't like a matter of. Uh, You're just not focusing on the target. It was like a physical. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like to the point you did, you didn't want to shoot your bow, or would you shoot and it would just it wasn't fun. No, I wanted to shoot. Yeah,
3: but I, I I just couldn't. Yeah, you know I would get I would get I would get stuck off target. Yeah. I would not be able to get the pin on the target.
2: I love yeah. how uh your dad would send people to your house as if you are like you have it. Yeah. He has like some sickness he's in, you know, quarantine.
1: He's that like, sucks, Oh that, man. that's the target panic guy in there. Like go go visit him, bring him a card. It's a bummer, man. Like you hear about it. You hear about it a lot. And I think I'm a relatively new hunter. I've been hunting maybe two and a half years or so. Um and you hear about it. Mm-hmm. You hear about target panic. And I think when you're so stoked on archery, when it's new to you, you're like, I'm not going to get target panic. I mean.
3: Usually I mean, usually new people don't get it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like as of the last few months, I haven't even wanted to shoot my bow. Yep. It's been that bad where I feel like the last archery shoot oh, we yeah. went to. Yeah, I've, I'm admitting this on the podcast. It comes right out. Now. I it, mean, everything like, comes out now. I mean, <laughs> I'll shoot it here See, and there, but Travis it's just like. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bummer, man. It opens the door. It's just like you get so frustrated, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to. You know, I'll try this here and there, but it's like
3: now. Imagine what you have now, but probably like five times worse, and that's what that's what I had. Yeah, I mean, I, now, I you mean can, now you can now you understand why I didn't like I despise shooting my bow.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Well, I mean, hold on, like hold on. No, <laughs> <laughs> I still love shooting my bow. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but what, like, what, where, where's this coming from?
1: <laughs> what do you mean? What, like, it why from? are you
0: why are you target panicking?
1: I don't know, man. You are getting, z- getting, I don't know why. It's just like right there's this there's this throw mental head, block it in is. my head where I'm just like. I'm not hitting where I want to hit.
3: Are you, let me ask you that. Are you a perfectionist?
1: I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, to some extent, not like insanity. That
3: that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Because you expect yourself to hit that spot every single time. You expect your pin not to ever move off that, off that spot every single time. Yeah. So you're already setting yourself up for failure because you're, you're imagining that I could do this. It's easy. I just got to hold the pin on the spot and, and shoot. Yeah and and as you as you start shooting and start going through your shot process your your body's not catching up to your brain
1: yeah
3: and you're not allowing your your skeletal structure to take over you're not allowing your brain to focus on the spot you're you're instead focusing on your pin or you're focusing on some external thing that you're not right. paying attention of yeah so you're not devoting enough time to the things that you need to be watching like when you draw back you know after you've checked all your checks mm-hmm. uh, on your on your draw process now you need to look at the spot. You know, your brain will naturally bring that pin or keep that pin around that spot. And the more and more you shoot and the more, the more you build up that strength and that, that second nature of, you know, being able to hold the bow and, and stay steady, the smaller that pin float's going to be. Right. And that's, that's what you're looking for because even the best shooters, you know, everybody says it, their, their pin is never still. Mm-hmm. I mean, my pin's never still. But when I shoot a lot, I can shoot seventy, eighty yards, and my pin float will stay inside the spot. You know, but if I don't shoot a lot, my pin float now is three, four inches all around. It's just bobbing around the spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, at, at those at those distances.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm.
3: So it, it, that's all it is. I mean, with with archery, it's it's not just shooting, but it's shooting right.
0: You know, yeah. and you got to
3: yeah. do that a lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I truly believe that if you shoot enough, your fundamentals never change. Like it, it's a it's a mental it's a mental checklist, like you were saying, that you go through. And you know how to shoot. And it's it's body mechanics, it's muscle memory, and, and it's the fundamentals that you have essentially grown up with. For you, growing up with, for me, like, as I started shooting, I just shot with really good dudes yeah, that were really good and they coached me through it. And to be honest, I think I at one point it was maybe target panic, but it could have just me just not being able to hold up a heavy bow, a run a front and back doinker, yeah. you know? And uh, anyways, I was able to turn into a – i don't know sharpshooter in a sense man we have this thing called the carbon killer and it's an inch and a quarter hole at 20 yards on a steel plate yeah. we put money on it over at the old faith i don't know if you guys paid attention to jp outdoors back then anyways that that essentially got me to be able to shoot really well and what it was was i was never focusing on my pin. yeah and when, when i was focusing on my pin, i would blow fucking arrows up every time dude it was always, you got to look through it. You know, it's just a mental thing. For well, a like,
3: like think about this. If you're driving and you're focusing on the, the center of your hood to stay in the center of your lane, mm-hmm. you're going to be yeah. a lot, but All if you're time. focusing on something, you know, 40, yeah. 50 yards away, you're going to be staying right in the yeah. center of that lane. Cause your, your mind's keeping that vehicle in the middle yeah. of the lane.
1: I've never a, heard that. That's a It's the same thing. Yeah. It's
3: the same concept with a pin and a target. Yeah. You know, the, the closer you're focusing, the more that that, that pin is moving on that target out at distance. Correct. So if you can focus and keep that eye still mm-hmm. on that spot, that pin is naturally going to stay still too.
0: Dude, I've always you just know? said generally Generally, yeah. is that like whatever yardage you're at, if you look at it, it like MOA is a rifle shooting, right? Like a yep. one-inch MOA. Dude, if you're, if you're out at six inches at 60 yards, like that's an MOA. That's pretty good. Ideally, you want it tighter than that. That's shit shooting to me. dude. me. I'm just saying that ideally you want it <laughs> tighter than that. I mean you want it at the bottom of this fucking beer bottle right here at sixty, you know? Six, but six inch group at hundred is good for me. I'm just saying, like if you're a new shooter and you're throwing down for every yard you're at, every ten yard increment, if you're putting an inch group in, dude, yeah. you're good. Now we did just a video don't...
3: we did a video like that. Yeah. That um oh, what was it called? That it was the tight group yeah, challenge. Yeah, tight group challenge. Yep.
2: I think mean, I watched it over so at Aronco. Yeah,
0: yeah, yep. I watched it. Oh, ran- sorry, sorry, <laughs>
3: sorry. I hear, I hear yeah. a lot of people say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we we got a, um, uh, I think it was a two inch, two inch dot, mm-hmm. and then I made uh, one inch larger. That's circles. his home
2: range, so that's why he corrected you on that. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. This like his yeah. Yeah. yeah, so
3: the the diameters grew an inch, you know, and and we so we would correspond that with the yardage we shot. So we figured, okay, at hundred yards, you should be within ten inches. You know, a, a ten inch.
2: Yeah, similar. Yeah, it's group. a moa. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And so, that was exactly we did our it. concept. Yeah, we did it because because we always try to be okay. You know, guys always oh I shoot sixty yards. You know, and they they go up to the target, put their hand around the group, but it's like you know seven inches away from the center of the spot. Right. You didn't shoot a seven inch group. You shot a fourteen inch yeah, Correct. Group, you yeah. Correct. Know? You're yeah. you're being you know you're you're getting precision and accuracy if if you're
2: if if your bow is already dialed and you're setting up to go on a hunt let's say and then you go out and you're shooting a target and it's like six inches to the to the left of where you're aiming but you have three arrows within an inch of each other to me you're six inches off of where you're aiming from you know and it's like yeah you're getting ready to go on a hunt the next you know two two three days later whatever like you got a problem you know I i don't care if you're your arrows are all within an, an inch or two of each other. You were aiming six well, inches away. So it's like, you know.
0: You're absolutely right. The thing is, is like they get so focused, they're, sh- they're short-yarded shooters. That's yeah. what happens. They shoot close range all the time so they don't see the variance when because they're not shooting long. You, If you're shooting at 30 yards all the time, you're like, fuck, that's a tight grip. Them are slapping shafts, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you stretch it out to fucking 80 and you're seven inches off the middle. You better move your sight, bro, because you move it, you know, 13 clicks at 70, and you, now you bring that in, dude, at 30, you, yeah. you don't yeah, even like see if, it. If you're
2: consistently, you know, six to eight inches left yeah. or right or whatever, then yeah. Move you,
3: your pin, you, well, dude. Usually yeah. the guys that are bragging about slapping shafts at 30, they go to 70 and their arrows aren't going to touch. Well, it. I'm <laughs>
0: just, you know yeah. what I'm saying though. I, I'm just saying like guys that are like shooting tight groups at, at yardage, your bow's tuned to shit. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: You know, your bow's nice and tuned, but your sights are off. Like your pins are off. Yeah. So move your, move your pins. Yeah. but
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: It is what it is. Listen, guys. What do you guys got planned this year, hunt wise?
3: Well, we uh, we put in for Utah, but unfortunately missed. Yeah, we missed. Everybody I know <laughs> yeah, missed. We missed. Well, they they cut like half the tags out.
0: Yeah, well, That's they did sad. that. They've been cutting tags for like fucking years. Yeah. Dude. So um, I have
2: well, a Arizona <clears throat> OTC tag. So do I from January. Yeah. Yeah. M- we'll, me as well. we'll yeah. Probably
3: roll out there later in the fall and try to get something. Yeah. Uh, you guys I, are gonna he's, go? August? He's never shot a deer so. I'm I still, yeah, I'm still going after my my first deer. So. Well, Arizona
0: changed their shit, dude.
3: Yeah, I know. So we're gonna we're gonna try to focus on that, and then um, because now we're not gonna do the Utah thing, our August is kind of freed up. Mm-hmm. So I got some spots locally that I want to give a shot. Cool. at And try to really try to get a bear this year. Yeah,
0: so that's my goal. Is to would be badass. Get a bear. I would love to get a bear. I yeah, a good last thing about year, that
2: is we can we, you can actually get the tag, you know. So yeah,
0: last year I was really gung ho on going and trying to kill a bear. yep it just didn't work out. I never even went out.
3: I had a great spot, but the fires it's happened to me smoke. too. <laughs> I, I buy too. a bear
2: tag, and I'm like, all oh, like, oh yeah, I'll go out and do some scouting in this area, in this area, you know, state because it's statewide, you know." Yeah. It's like I never end up. Going. Well, dude,
0: the bear ban. Like, remember when they were trying to pass the bear ban last year? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. It fired everybody up, and I was like, "Man, I want to go kill a bear." <laughs> you know, I was like, "Let's yeah. do it."
3: And that's the most I've ever seen the hunting community come together in California. Yeah, was over that. For yeah, over
0: blocking that, that. dude. Yeah, yeah. We all got on board. Yeah, everybody got well. For the most part, everybody got on board, you know, and we all started emailing, calling, every, and it was crazy too because dudes from out of state were getting on board. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, it for was sure. it was wild.
2: I think it's uh, it's one of those things where it's you know it's a hot topic anytime something comes under fire like that. Yeah, you know?
0: so it is. The Bear Band was. um I thought we were going to lose it. Like I got that weird. In this have.
2: state, you just you can never you can never be confident that we're gonna you know keep keep our rights you know for anything. Yeah. You know? I
0: I agree, man. It's it's tumultuous here. Yeah, you know you. It's never the know. give
2: me as many laws as possible state. You yeah, know?
0: it's 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 one of those things where like how do I say it? Like there's no all we can do is try. Like we, we almost have to be proactive with it. There's no longer being reactive.
3: That's the problem. We've never gone yeah. on the offense, you know, and yeah. taken taking laws off the books. The yeah. problem is
0: there's a, it's a lot it costs a shit ton of money to do that. Yeah. For like sure. you, you got these anti groups that have a ton of money. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you have money you can change shit. Yeah. For and, sure. And and unfortunately to change shit in our favor, like to to be proactive with things, right, costs a ton of money. And yep. and You know, all these organizations out there, they're all doing a good thing, right? Like, you know, pro-2A and pro-hunting organizations, as I'm speaking of, they're all doing a good thing, right? And and it takes money from the public that, like Ducks Unlimited, you know what I mean? Like, all, Meal Deer Foundation, RMEF, all these stuff, they're all taking money from the people, but the problem is, is like, there's not one central foundation that all that money goes to, and then they can take that money and go fight the fight, right? They all bid for- a small amount of money and they
2: all have their own agenda, you know, so it's like, it's, it's tough. But I think what you touched on, you know, just a, just a bit ago about it's, it's kind of our responsibility. I feel like, you know, I didn't grow up, my dad didn't hunt, you know, I I just picked it up five, five years ago or so. So I have a lot of friends who are, you know, on the, on the, I guess you could say, you know, the left side of the the fence there. Yeah. And uh, so I get questioned a lot about, you know, "Oh, oh, what's that like, or what's this like, or like, why are you doing this you know mm-hmm. and so I try to I try to just kind of be like open with them about like dude you know we grew up mountain biking together Fred like yeah don't you like you know this this and this like don't you want to once't you, you like kind of fight for that too and that they start to get it you know and and uh, but you got to talk about it you yeah, can't just communicate like okay for sure yeah you can't just like be like oh I'm not talking to you yeah. you know because you're not the same No, same you, gotta, way, you, you know?
0: always got to be open to conversation yeah. dude.
2: and I think that's more important now you know probably than ever is is yeah. like don't ostracize somebody because they didn't no. because they don't think you
0: know, yeah i mean dude everybody's different yeah. right i mean everyone's entitled to their own opinion like as much as we want to be like well fuck you yeah, oh you for know sure. the best thing I mean, to you, do still, is just you say
2: it in your head yeah you know and it's like
0: but it you, all,
2: and you say it out loud a lot of times too <laughs> but.
0: I, but you know what i mean like it's all about a conversation i sure. i do know how for yeah. wildlife is a is like a top notch well, top notch yeah, they're great organization dude and everybody that listens to this podcast everybody that watches you guys' channel like those guys deserve free promotion like they are taking the fight yeah. like they're the ones that are allowing us as just regular people to get on board with a click of a mouse yeah and that's the most important thing like when these when these legislative or the like god i'm tripping over my word right now <laughs> when these legislative bills come up we yep. need to all jump on and send emails out. Right. And that organization allows us to do it in, in three seconds. If yeah. You literally get an email, join the, join the pack, <laughs> click it and send it off. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, I mean, it, even when local like election stuff comes
2: out, not to get too political or whatever, but like, you know, I, I have like a, a group text where we all kind of like, are like, all right, who, who are we voting for? What are we doing? Right. And it's like, it always comes down to like any, anybody that's pushing another law or another regulation it's usually not good right you know like that's usually something you, we're not voting for you know so right. um but it's like uh, it's just it's yeah it's tough to get across to some people when they're not on the you know the, they don't understand kind of like yeah. what you're doing as a hunter or like why that's important yeah just to, it's hunt, not their- to hunt bears for example like why is that important people think that's crazy a lot of people if mm-hmm. they're not into hunting yeah it's yeah. not their
3: thing so they don't care
2: right
0: oh you know. you're yeah. right well listen we kind of sidetracked on that so yeah, you guys are, so. you guys are gonna do doing a little don't big deal. you guys are gonna be doing a little bear hunting then yeah
3: yeah, yeah. so we, we want to do is we want to get a lot of hunting content on the videos yeah uh, on the on the channel
0: even though no one watches yeah it. even though no one watches it um, <laughs> it'll because, be there when people find your
3: channel yeah, when they yeah. find it finally yeah because that's I mean, the stuff we enjoy though like, yeah we do and it's always fun to have something that's Edited that well that you can always go back and like reminisce on, you know. Yeah, and I think it's it's a little bit better than than a cell phone video, a little bit better than, than camera pictures, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you have this production style video of a hunt you did from you know seven years ago or whatever. Yeah. go on YouTube, you know, and you can yeah. you can Watch relive it. those memories. Yeah,
0: it's a digital you know? copy of memories.
2: Exactly. Yeah, even yeah. even if we're the only ones that think that's cool, like yeah, it's that's, still it's our own. That's it's cool our enough, memory, enough to know?
0: put the work in to Dude, do it. You, it, you know? guys aren't the only people that think it's cool. <laughs> a whole a whole fucking organization is based <laughs> off of this concept right yeah. like i mean it, it's crazy just keep doing what you're doing so you guys are doing arizona california and you're gonna poke yeah around and, some and
3: bears. we're gonna yeah do that and then um we want to dabble in a little bit of the small game stuff too yeah, yeah that, that's always fun stuff. it's always a good filler you know it's mm-hmm. good practice um they're fun, to, fun yeah. to shoot good to eat yeah um probably go out to az go shoot some jackrabbits yeah um do some stuff here. Um, I'm getting fixing up the bow fishing boat right now, getting some
0: new lights on it. Yeah, I saw that. You guys do a lot, dude, a lot this, of bow fishing. This dude, Travis,
2: and his dad are like bow fishing. Dude, I want to do it, <laughs> like, man. This guy's reluctant <laughs> to go. Why? I'm why
0: gonna, don't you want to go in? I, I have so many hobbies
2: that like I, adding another. But like, I have everything. He another needs, type he, oh, he of he has bow. Another thing. License. Like I just. Dude, I just, just show, oh. just go you buy know.
3: a fishing license and show up. Do you do it in the bay at night? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, San Diego. Oh, yeah. he's
2: got the he's got the whole setup. Travis Good, does. Man. So it's like, that'd be badass. He'd yeah. be the perfect, you know, would be the perfect uh, guy to go with. I think they
0: do time. like carp tournaments at Big Bear. Mm-hmm. You do those too?
3: Uh, I used to. It, it got a little out of hand. Up
2: there. Oh, really? Yeah. Did yeah.
0: you ever have panic with uh, boat fishing?
3: No, because it was always instinctive. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: it's like, that's like the best thing to do if you got, if you got, if <laughs> you got go, shoot, you go, go take, shoot,
3: take your bow fishing boat oh, in yeah. 3d, you're yeah, a,
2: you're yeah. a bow fisher. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, dude. I was always uh, really good at shooting fish for whatever right. reason. Um,
2: he's got a bunch of really sick footage too. That's like, you know, obviously some of it's 10 years old or even more, but
3: yeah, I got some old GoPros that I used to always, dude, just I see on it like on the shorts. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool, man.
3: Yeah, we've, we've, we've shot a lot of fish.
0: Well, as your channel grows, man, make sure you throw those throwback yeah, channels out throwback videos. Yeah,
3: we try to do that. Because um, I got a lot in the archives on my yeah. computer of just stuff that I filmed like a video camera like way back in the day or stuff that, you know, I just threw the GoPro on the head yeah. and just walked around and started shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not with any intention of ever posting it. Just right. to have, like, like I was saying, just to have that memory on my computer. You know, I could watch a video of a hunt I did right. you know, five years ago, ten years ago or whatever. Uh, it's always cool to look back on mm-hmm. uh, so that's why I think it's kind of cool what we're doing here um, putting in the effort and really making these things as high quality as we can um, not only so so we have something to look back on but it gives someone else you know something to watch and right. not feel like okay you know it's these guys' own little memory thing that they're you know that they're posting over here, but it's like an actual, you know production style video yeah that has good edits good angles good film you know good dialogue yeah. good shots you know all that stuff
0: well when people like people aspiring to have a channel that are hunters or fishermen or whatever right when they aspire to do that kind of stuff they they instantly will start to look instinctively or oh, uninstinctively yeah. at the other videos that they're watching on like how do they do that right so they're watching your channel going damn that's some good editing like I wonder how they do that, right? And then they pay attention. There's more than you just than just the actual audio or the video aspect of it, the visual stuff. Yeah, people grab a lot of shit from those videos. Yeah, they do, man.
3: Yeah, well, we, we are gonna start um, doing some things of, like I said, like a little review style videos mm-hmm. and then um, instructional videos too. Uh, I I I feel so awkward doing that because. Like, there's seven different ways to skin a cat. You know, there's so many of those different things. But I don't ever like giving advice because I feel like I'm trying to tell someone how to do what they're doing better. Right. Um, I will always give it if someone asks. Like, um, I'm the first person that, you know, if you need something helped with or advice done, you know, come talk to me or come ask me. You you can even stop me while I'm halfway through a shot, you know, Mm -hmm. as long as it's not at a 3D. Yeah. yeah. Then I'm busy. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to win.
3: uh, But, I mean, like no, you, you can even stop me at 3D and ask me a question. You know, I'll I'll stop and talk with you for 15 minutes. I get it. You know, because um, I did like helping. You did
2: win a 3D last weekend just a few yeah, days ago. Yeah. I'll just go just <laughs> throwing that in there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll help anybody because I I know what it's like to not not like it, not enjoy shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want anyone to have to deal with that. Uh, if I can help anybody, I can. Um, so like. If anyone's listening that, you know, ever sees me at archer range, don't, don't hesitate to ask, you know, I'll answer any questions the best that I can, you know, like I'll, I'm not going to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Even if it's something that I do that I think it's right for me, you know, Mm -hmm. it works for me. I'll tell you what, what I do or what I would recommend. And you can try that and implement that in your shot process and see if it'll work. Cause that's kind of how I beat target panic. I took like what 10 different people would say to do. I would, I would try their methodology from start to finish and I would probably pick up and keep like a, just a 10 second thing of yeah. what they did, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would, I would put that in my, in my library and watch the next video. And then yeah. I would pick up something small from there. And then I would kind of create my own shot process of what I needed to do to fix, you know, the, the issues that I was having. Yeah. And that seems to be the, the best that worked out for me. You know, it's just, yeah. just kind of compiling a list of all different things that other people say to do Seeing which one sticks, and then just you know, run with it. It's so hit
0: or miss, man. Like as far as like, um, you know what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah. yeah, you know you could you could you could have an archery coach. Yeah, and he could teach you, and you're and you're in indoors, and you're shooting great. You go home to do it yourself, you fall apart for sure. But then you start figuring out ways on your own, and then you come back, and he's like, "Well, that you're doing it a little different." Yeah. Yeah. Well, it works now. No. You know, I mean you gotta you gotta I, start somewhere. I'd it, love to have a coach. Yeah, I think yeah, I think nice.
2: finding uh like for me getting into it, you know, once again five years or so ago, like finding a good pro shop to go to. Yeah. Is uh That's key it's, it's so it's so key. It I mean, is key. You know, you gotta you really do gotta Go somewhere where you can get a good start and not just be guessing, dude. You, you
0: either got to have corrected
2: early on for you know? sure.
0: You either got to have like really good buddy or like buddies that are really good shooters that have yep. been shooting a long time, or you got to have a good pro shop. Yep, for sure. And that's true. That I mean, that that is true. Speaking of pro shops... Ryan,
3: Ryan doesn't have either of those. Oh wow. <laughs>
2: well, the, like in going in going into Willow Creek, man. Like in you know, it's it was 25 minutes from my house. I live in Oceanside. Mm-hmm. They're in Escondido, and it was. The first shop that came up when I was searching, when I was trying to get into it and get some advice and some direction and, and Brett, you know, obviously is, is uh, Travis's dad and it's just super cool. Like straightforward guy, like didn't judge you for walking in the door with no prior knowledge. Mm -hmm. You know, I researched the shit out of anything I get into anyway. So I kind of, you know, you know, like a little bit and (laughs) I just remember getting into, uh, you know, like. Walking in there and like thinking I knew everything, you know, because yeah, like, yeah. I watched, uh, you know, 200 YouTube videos. Yeah, you watch John Dudley me.
0: fucking bomb
2: yeah. some long oh, yeah. shots, you know? Yeah, you know, so you're like, you think like, okay, so this was the best reviewed Broadhead. So like, this is the only Broadhead that you need to buy and yeah. all the others suck. Mm-hmm. Or like, this is the best bow. This is the best release. Like, this is the best style of release. Cause you've, uh, you know, you've got a bunch, you do a bunch of research and it's all this information is readily available on YouTube yep. or online. So, oh, yeah. but like, actually going to a person you know, like Brett and, uh, you know, having him like kind of walk you through the process and like personalize the experience for me was, uh, it, it was really, I mean, that was like key and it, it kept me into it and like going back to the shop, using the range, you know, right. and, and like actually continuing shooting mm-hmm. instead of just buying a bow and being forgotten about. Yeah. And shooting in your backyard yeah. for
0: two weeks and then and, hang everything up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, that was kind of cool.
0: It's cause he's personable.
2: Yeah. He's a friendly guy. guy. Yeah. It's like you're talking to, you know, someone you've known your whole life. Yeah. You know? No,
0: I remember when I met him at the turkey tune Yeah. I met him. And I, I honestly, I was kind of like, because no secret, we were run, we run with Bruce, right? I mean, down at Bono Shop. Yeah. That, I mean, we've ran with him for a while.
2: Yeah. I've never it, been to that shop, but I mean, I've heard well, good things. And and heard Bruce good is a great dude. Yeah, the, I've heard the good things about Bruce too. Is,
0: so like, I, it was weird, not, not weird, but when I seen your dad and I saw you, I was like oh shit that's willow creek hey what's up guys and then it was it was like no there's nothing there I mean, you know what i mean it was yeah. just uh no animosity just yeah no i was like pff, dude you guys got a sick ass booth going on whatever ton of people here you know it was, it was super cool I, like i was always shoot, cool i
2: was shooting with him like within three months of getting my bow like i i he invited me out to a 3d mm-hmm. shoot and i was like dude, shooting with him you know like and i'm him. like i'm like shit man i just like befriended this dude that's gonna yeah like, he knows his shit, you know. Well, he's an
0: accomplished hunter, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I
2: felt lucky, you know.
3: So. Dude. Hey, have you, have you, has he ever told you about a sheep hunt? <laughs> oh No.
0: <laughs> I was, uh, nope.
3: I can tell you that story like I was him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude. Speaking of your old man, dude, give us a rundown of what it was like coming up under him. Like, hunting.
3: Uh, it, it wasn't hard at all. He, uh.
0: He take it? I mean, obviously, you were his kid. He took you under his wing, right? Oh, yeah.
3: No, he he taught me a, a shit ton of stuff. You got um, him ran over by he, a pig, too. Yeah. I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he almost got me tossed out of a back of a truck and charged by a pig. So he uh, he's definitely thrown me into the fire and made sure I can last. But, no, he never, he never forced anything on me. He never, you know, made me go out with him. You know, there's some mornings when he wanted to wake up at 4 a.m., you know, to go chase deer in the local hills and – Try to wake you up. I said, no, I'm tired. No, yeah. I'm, I'm a teenager. I want to sleep in. You know, and he's, like, all right, no, no problem. Like, no problem. You know, but um, invitation was always there. Yeah. You know, he always tried to help me as best he can. Um, and I'm so grateful that he got into archery because he grew up gun hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, it wasn't until he, he moved down here from Oregon that he got into archery mm-hmm. uh, and, and started shooting. And he instantly fell in love with it, put the guns in the safe, and never went back to him since. Yeah. You know, that 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Now he, he's taught me a lot. Um, I want to say more so on the hunting, uh, as far as the shooting, I think, I think he taught me enough to be proficient, but then I had to self teach myself when I had to relearn everything from the target panic. Yeah. Um, I've, I've self taught and then, you know, worked with other people to kind of pick, pick up new things. Um, so, like, I'm, I'm kind of teaching him some stuff, you know, when it comes to, like, 3D shooting and yeah. stuff. I mean, he knows how to judge yardage. Like, you know, he's just as good as, as the next best guy. Um, but when it comes to, like, just the, the little tweaks, you know, here yeah. and there, I'll, I'll give him a little, couple little pointers.
2: I went uh, to the shop the other day and he was shooting a hinge release. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you don't shoot a hinge release, Brett. And he's like, he's like, well, well Travis. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, that's funny. And I'm like getting used to a hinge release right now too. So it was yeah, like, I,
3: I remember there was um, when I had target panic so bad, like I never came close. My dad was like one of the top shooters too. Yeah. back you know in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. you know mid 2000s, and uh, I would never hold a candle to his scores, right? Right. And there was, I remember one time I tied him. Like, that was the closest I ever yeah. did. Usually, he, he kicked my ass by, like, 30 or 40 points. Right. There was one time at Aranko where we tied at 370. I kept Ooh. the scorecards at 375. That's and right right. I shot lights out. Like, I had target panic. But yeah. I still, it was one of those days where... Me plucking, I was plucking it into the 10 every single time. Oh. You ooh. know, so just one of those things where, yeah, you know. Yeah, fluke. It was, it was, you were getting lucky, yeah. you know, 30 targets out of 42. You're all like,
0: man's like, you're getting lucky. Yeah, That's so, kind of shit.
3: so <laughs> we, we, we got those scorecards, and I, I was, like, over the moon ecstatic that I tied him. Yeah. You know, and, and so I kept those scorecards, and I still got into to this day. And uh, now I beat him by, like, 30, 40 points yeah. every single
2: time. it happens.
0: Yeah, you are starting yeah. to.
2: A- yeah, just, like, going around locally, too, like, for myself, like, you hear a uh, – Anytime you meet like a, a, an accomplished hunter in the mm-hmm. area, they they know Brett. Oh, of course. You know, and it's dude, like, there's a
0: handful of guys locally that are like known for and, sure, and he's one of them.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and the, you know they're always like, oh, dude, that dude hunts hard. Yeah, you know, like he for he, sure he goes hard. You know, and I was like, oh,
0: it's all like uh, it's crazy. It's like the local legends. Yeah, you know for sure and he's definitely one of yeah. them. Yeah, it's and cool. I can't wait to get him on. Yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of that, dude, I don't know how much you want to. You know, tell about what's going on. I'm
3: sure most people already know, but um, the shops moving to Temecula. Yeah, Uh, we've been having some issues with the um, with the draftsman and the a couple couple drawings here and there, but uh, hopefully, all that stuff's getting worked out here in the next couple days, Mm -hmm. and we can go ahead and and move forward with with the build and uh, get get everything moved from Escondido to Temecula. The shop's about three times bigger. Uh, he's going from eight lanes now to 13 lanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting another bow manufacturer that he's going to be able to sell. Uh, his pro shop is going to go from probably, uh, oh, I want to say it's a 10 by 8 right now. I mean, it's like a jail cell. Yeah, it's like, a, like the, serv- and the and service it's, area. Yeah yeah, 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 that area. It's going to uh 10 by 30. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be gigantic. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be perfect. And they're going to be like 10, they're all 10 foot ceilings in there too. Mm, Perfect. Just for the bow shop, everywhere else is like 16 foot ceilings. So it's, uh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a a really nice shop because we're able to kind of build it out how we want it. Premier shop. Oh Yeah. Man. It's going to be great. That's one it's Temecula. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Dude. She's <laughs> so close. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh my God. It's gonna
0: Fuck, be, dude. When Faith was there, it's bro. It's going to be across the freeway from you guys. Yeah, oh, it's right no. here. Dude, yeah. and let me yeah. tell you something. When Faith was here before they went under, dude, my old lady was like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> Why aren't you
0: home? She's yeah, like, get your ass home. <laughs> like, you know, I swear I was there four nights a week, dude. I'll, I'll show like, you
2: texts from I'm yesterday. I'm looking forward wife, to it, way. though, because
3: I, I've always wanted to do, like, archery, like, three uh, league. You know, shop yeah, like league. Yeah, absolutely. And him being down in Escondido, I live in Reno Valley, it's just, it's dude, not reasonable. Put you it know? this got way. two kids and a wife, you know, that absolutely. I didn't want to do that to him. So no, I don't blame you. I'm going to see... If the old lady give you permission to go you I'm know, sure Thursday nights to go down to the shop, I'm and gonna shoot, shoot it for an
0: hour. and I'll shoot it. Listen, I got this thing called the Carbon Killer, right? <laughs> and uh, we'll see how brave these shooters are and you know, throw a little money on it. You know, a little Instagram when live an arrow's action. on the line. Yeah, yeah, we'll do just the game of it. Like I think John used to like one of the old hosts of this podcast. He used to Facetime it or uh, not Facetime it, but like Facebook it or something or whatever. Instagrammed it. Yeah, and dude, we have like four hundred dollars on a fucking shot. Like, just betting big money on this stuff and, like, smashing <laughs> arrows and losing. And, like, ah, you know, it's it super cool, man. Yeah. But, you know, see how it all works out. But, yeah, man, I'm pumped. Anyone up in uh North County or anyone in general want to come check it out when it's open, man? We're, we're going to record with your old man. and Yeah, we're going to have uh, a big
3: uh, big uh grand opening, Uh get a lot of the vendors to come out. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe you guys can set up a booth outside Absolutely. or something. That'd be awesome. And talk we, to everybody. Dude,
0: we want to. We want to. Because uh, I know a lot of people are going to come in.
3: Yeah. Well, he's getting he's getting bugged all the time, every day. Like, hey, when are you gonna, when are you gonna be open? When are you gonna be open? You know? It's, yeah. It's every day. Yeah, so I, it's,
0: dude. I, it would be great to be able to, uh, like, me and you were talking on the phone. I want to actually get it when we know the set date. Yeah. Like, dude, I want to record and release prior to that date, so everybody that listens knows that Willow Creek's opening up on this date. Yeah, that'd Come be on awesome. Down. Yeah. That's what I want to do. You yeah. know, and then obviously be there. Yeah. But I want to make sure that we get the word out to all of our listeners that Willow Creek's opening up up here at this specific date. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so, even,
2: even for me, like in Oceanside, uh, you know, like being a little more coastal, it's not going to be that much further for me. So no. I can hop choice, on this. So. I can hop on the 76 <laughs> and it adds maybe 15 minutes to my drive. You yeah. Know, to where no, he it, was at. So it's, it's a good deal. Yeah. I think, pumped. I think it'll be good overall. Obviously the space is going to be huge.
3: And I'm going to see if we can, uh, bug him to use his shop as a backdrop for some of our videos
0: Uh, i'm sure he will i'm sure he'll let you do. go
3: go in there on his days off and uh do maybe like do our review videos in there or something or instructional videos absolutely he'll come
2: in and we'll have a full setup he's not he's not gonna be able
3: to say no sound sound (laughs) crew my guy that's cool man (laughs) absolutely
0: well listen guys we're an hour and 12 minutes into this one right you know i feel like we covered a lot of stuff yeah you know and um we'll definitely have you guys on again you know, we'll all be recording here pretty quick as soon as the shop opens up, regardless. But you yeah, know, no, we'll, thanks, thanks for having
2: us. Absolutely, we're, uh, we're stoked to just do everything archery. You know, so mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah, we're uh, like you're saying, we're just trying to trying to grow the channel. You know, yeah. we're trying to get to that that thousand subscriber threshold. Mm-hmm. You know, hit, get hit that one, and then um, we're working. We just got our logo kind of finalized, so we're going to all working, that. working yeah. on some uh, some hats. Uh, hats and t-shirts trying to get them for the next, maybe, I don't know, maybe midsummer. Yeah. yeah. maybe yeah. Mid-summer, get have some just, of those. just get a couple shirts and one hat, you know, just kind of see, see what the vibe is like with, with everybody. And, yeah. uh, you know, have those for sale. So you'll get it. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully work. we just keep going the way we're going, you know, and just yeah. keep putting, out, well, keep
0: putting pl- out good videos. Dude, plug, plug your social media, plug, plug your YouTube channel. I know it's deadhead archery. Yeah.
3: But- just, uh, if you can go on uh, deadhead archery, click that subscribe button. Um, Watch as many of our videos as you guys can. Yeah, that that really helps the algorithm, um, which we don't even know how that thing works. Cause <laughs> it's probably <laughs> really changing. YouTube works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Um, and then we do have an Instagram. It's uh, Deadhead Archery on Instagram, mm-hmm. and then my own personal Instagram is uh, Willow Creek underscore Archer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do I kind of do both of the Instagrams, so okay. they they kind of piggyback off each other. So yeah. if I'm posting on one, I'm, I'm posting on the other one. Okay. So
2: yeah main, main channel is just deadhead archery on youtube on youtube so, yeah, okay. just, yeah just super easy
0: ryan so, you got a instagram or something you want to
2: uh i just have my personal oh okay. yeah. Right.
0: yeah whatever you plug it if you want <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's all if you want to see a mix of a bunch of uh different stuff i do yeah you, you want can.
3: to see someone post once every six yeah. months go ahead and it's go just on ryan's
2: yeah it's just ryan farner <laughs> oh, okay uh, it's just, right. just my first and last name
0: well well listen up guys pay the fee go follow those guys all right Yep, it's free. Cool. Yeah, it's free. It's go, free. go. It's a uh, click
3: of your life. That's it. If you're willing to, if you're willing to click the subscribe mm. button to watch airplanes flying. Yeah, I know. LAX,
2: <laughs> listen, L.A. flights
0: us, is badass. Gonna
2: Dude, I'm not. going to lie. I'm going to go
0: check that channel. will yeah, dig yeah. it, bro. I mean. It's sick, man. <laughs> I watch it all the time. But yeah, listen, guys. Uh, for sure, go check them out. Deadhead Archery on YouTube. Go Subscribe, help them out, hit that button. Tell all your boys it's another local channel. It's good. Let's just spread the word, grow our community, and and help each other out. Um, other than that, I really don't got anything. Ryan, you got anything? Nothing, guys. Thanks You're, for listening again. Yeah, thanks. Ryan, you good?
2: I'm good. Travis, yeah. thanks for having
0: us. I got 10 hours of stuff to talk about.
3: Oh, this oh, guy's yeah. shit. Guy, yeah. I got to talk all day.
0: You got to cut him off. We'll definitely get off. you guys back on for sure, man. Cool. I mean, I feel like we're not too far away, so let's do it. But all right, guys, we're out of here. Later.